This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Call me Merida, because I sure do have some arrows. I arrow, yep. <laughs> My name is Alex, I use they they pronouns, and this is Stride with Pride. Hello and welcome back to Stride with Pride. I hope you've had a fantastic week or however long it's been since you've listened to the last episode. So, yeah, um, I'm a romantic now. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I kind of hinted at that last episode and this is the second part in the Arrow series. Yeah, um, so I thought I would talk about that because it's exciting and I won't shut up about it because I'm excited about it. So, here you go. <laughs> so basically, um, so I already identified as demi-romantic um, at the point where I started questioning this. So I already knew I was aerospec and I was sort of identifying as aromantic in the like broad label sense. Um, but, uh, you know, one morning I just woke up and I started questioning and I, I had the thought that was like, you know, if I had a new relationship, I would want it to be a queer platonic relationship, wouldn't want it to be a romantic relationship. And then I was sort of like, huh, why is that? Um, and started thinking about stuff around that. Um, and my first thought was that, um... I'm currently in a queer platonic relationship, so it's what I'm used to, um, and it feels nice and comfy and fluid. And, you know, I mean, that was that's a pretty decent explanation. I'm, you know, not one for liking change. Um, but um, it was also like, oh, well, maybe I just like it because it's like you get to choose what you do and there's lots of communication and stuff um, and there's nothing assumed. Um, and so it's more of like a anarchist thing um that comes with the ability to customize relationships um that comes with the like polyamory philosophy um and so there were a bunch of thoughts <laughs> um around that and then it was like oh or have i just been interpreting qpr or like queer platonic or alterist attraction as romantic um and then when someone shows interest in me or I get happy feelings around someone, it's like, oh, this must be romantic attraction. Um, or it would be like an intrusive thought. It's like, oh, what if I dated them? And then it's like, well, I guess that's a romantic attraction <laughs> because intrusive thoughts equal attraction, right? <laughs> and I also like a lot of the time when there was like a new person in my life like a, a new person who's like a new friend and stuff it's like oh new person um and then like I hyperfixate on like talking to them because I'm like oh new new thing um and then I would be like interpreting that as a crush when it's just like no it's 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 a cool new person I want to know more about them they're a cool person they are new and cool <laughs> um so they were like a lot of thoughts and stuff going on in my head um and I'm a little bit embarrassed but like am I not really um <laughs> so I did a quiz um I googled am I a romantic quiz um 
And yes, I know if you Google a quiz and do a quiz about it, it probably means you're the thing. Um, it turned out I was the thing. <laughs> but shh, it did, shh, mm, I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It's shh, shh, be quiet. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I sort of realized that um, a lot of the time what I was interpreting as romantic crushes was like, wow, I, I really like this person. They're cool to hang out with and we connect well. Um, and then and then the brain has an intrusive thought that's like, hey, maybe we could have a crush on them. Maybe we, like, like theoretically, we could date them. Um, <laughs> and then, like, I had a, a long period that's like my brain continuously, like, bugging me and asking me, hey, do you want to, like, hold hands with this person? Do you want to, like, kiss them? Do you want to date them? Do, would you want to be in a romantic relationship with them? Or, like, if I want to call them my partner in a romantic way. Um, and it would just be trying to convince myself that I did. So, like, if I asked the first time myself, this is asking <laughs> myself, um, it was like, well, I, I, I don't know. But then it, I would just keep asking, like... 20 seconds later until the answer changed to I mean maybe and then eventually I was like I guess so um which is not a crush <laughs> but I was interpreting it as such but it was not that <laughs> also a lot of the time that part of my brain was like convincing myself or like asking me and then like convincing me that I would want to do like sexual stuff with that person which also like sort of betrayed the demisexual part of me so a lot of that wasn't me <laughs> it was sort of just me trying to fit myself into a metanormative hole that society has dug for every person that we needed to learn to climb out of because it's, it's, it's some deep holes sometimes like it's a time um, yeah, no, so, like, I eventually sort of decided that in, in thinking about romance and, like, me having a romantic relationship and, like, all of that, it just felt like such a tension in my chest and, like, like a weight on me. And I guess I didn't really realise until then that it was that. But then when I thought of what if I was aromantic and I just experienced like alterous attraction and it's not romantic, that just felt like such an enormous weight was lifted off my shoulders and off my chest. Like it physically felt like I could breathe easier because like, like in calling myself that. And it was just really powerful for me um just I don't know it was really wonderful and uh it has made my life better for it it feels so much freer I I feel just so much easier it feels so much easier to be um and I like I know that like in being aromantic I'm gonna encounter a lot of stuff from society but consider if I'm sheltered in my little bubble then I won't <laughs> um but also like in identifying as a it 
just it lets me breathe easier and it, it feels right and you know like you don't have to conform to every single arrow thing to consider yourself arrow like there's a post that's like if you what's it it's about asexuality but it applies to you know any label um if it makes you feel more relaxed or like to identify as it claim that label if it makes you breathe easier like it quite literally did for me go ahead and identify as it you know because the labels are just there to make you happy and there is so much variation in the aromantic spectrum and stuff. Because um, not all aromantics are asexual. Um, and we're going to talk a bit more about that a little bit later on. Um, but there's so much variation. Like, there's there's people who don't want to have any type of relationship other than platonic. And also, like, the whole arrow philosophy really just emphasizes how important our platonic relationships are and relationships other than like partnerships because those are so important they can be so rich and deep and meaningful and emphasizing romantic partners just erases all of that and it's it's like this is this platonic relationships can be just as fulfilling as an important even more important than romantic relationships and it sucks that society doesn't necessarily see things that way. It's silly. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so like I am an aromantic person who likes queer platonic relationships. Like I've said before, like I experience alterous attraction and like forming queer platonic connections. But not all arrows do. And that's absolutely fine. You know, everything, it's a big spectrum. Everything's valid. Um... You're wonderful, however you are. But, like, I really feel like like a baby gay, in a way. Um, but, like, a baby arrow. Because <laughs> um, it's sort of like breaking myself down and building myself up from scratch. Um, because so much of our society and our interactions are, like, based on, like, this is the one way to be, um, and you have to do romantic things. And when you don't experience that, but you do experience altruist stuff, it's like figuring out how to have and how you do experience altruist attraction is really confusing and different. Um, but I, I also feel, like, a lot freer because with romantic quote-unquote <laughs> crushes it was like convincing myself that I do feel stuff um and for, like forcing myself into this little box and it's like I need to feel this I need to feel this for it to be properly counted and then I can do stuff about it when I know it properly counts but like altruist attraction and acknowledging that um it just feels so freeing and it's so much more considering what I want out of things. And, you know, romantic relationships is like, you have to tick all these boxes. Which, like, obviously you don't. Like, that's just what society sort of is like. Um, like, you should absolutely have the same level of communication and stuff in romantic relationships as well. But, like... <laughs> For me, the idea of romance just feels like constriction, whereas 
Quipotonic or Alteris attraction is like just so freeing. Um, it's, uh, I just, it's, uh, I can't explain it. I just genuinely feel so much happiness when I think about it. Um, and yeah, and so in developing like the Quipotonic relationship I have recently, it's been really, really nice because we're both recently, we both recently realized that we're arrow or arrow spec. There's just like just acknowledging that it's alterist from the start and then the communication about every single thing. Nothing is assumed. And it just, it's so healthy in that way. And I just, it, uh, it, I cannot explain how wonderful the feeling is and I won't shut up about it <laughs> because I feel at home <laughs> like other labels when I, I d- realized I was them I was like okay yeah sure okay that makes sense I guess I'm that now but like I don't know it just it this feels like coming home. Like, everything makes so much more sense now. And it just, it it wasn't just like, oh, I guess I'm this. It's like, oh, this is, this is me. Um, And, you know, at the start, when I, when I sort of, like, first was like, oh, I guess I'm, I, 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 I this, this might be my label. Um, It, it was like, well, I mean, I definitely do feel like this, but, you know, even if it changes, that's okay, you know? Um, and maybe I did experience romantic attraction before, but, like, it feels wrong for me in the future to have that. And, like, that's a valid reason to, you know, identify as aromantic. And, I don't know, maybe things in the past were romantic, but maybe they weren't. And it doesn't really matter, like... It makes me feel home to identify as aromantic, and it feels so right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> One of my Quipotonic partners um, explained how they view altruist attraction as they feel everything they feel for their friends, for their partners. However, it's all of the things they feel for their friends, but to such a heightened level that it would be incorrect to them to say that it is still platonic. And I I think that really resonates with me. I'm my alterous attraction I'm recently finding is like it's like I enjoy this person's company and I love spending time with them and I actively want to do that, which I feel for my friends. And it's like I want to cuddle them and hold their hands and do that kind of stuff with them. And I feel that for my friends too. I love holding hands with my friends and giving them forehead kisses and like cuddling and stuff. But it's like to a more heightened level that it would be just lying if if I were to say that it would be the same feeling. And that's not the same as romantic attraction, you know? It's... Just not, I I don't really know how to explain it, but, you know, if that makes sense for you and you resonate with that, maybe you're Arrow or on the Arrow romantic spectrum. <laughs> also, like, I do want to emphasize that, like, queer platonic relationships can be for anyone. Um, 
you don't have to be on the aromatic spectrum to be in a queer platonic relationship. Um, and you can be in one if you're cis and het and elo. Um, you know, it, it's just about the creating the relationship from scratch. Um, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's really hard to describe. But, like, if you get the vibe, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> um, I don't know. If you want me to do an episode specifically about kleptonic relationships, hit me up um, on my Instagram at stride.with.pride. <laughs> um, so, um, with all that, um, some arrow positivity. I would like to talk about a list that I found on Tumblr when I was looking at stuff um, for... Actually, I found it when I was questioning demi-romantic, um, but it's still applicable because it is called You Might Be Aromatic If, and then it lists a bunch of things um, that you might be aromantic if you uh, relate to these. And there's so many of them, and I'll um, provide a link to the post um, in my Instagram bio. Um, yeah, so a lot of them are like, you know, the very first one is when you discovered the word aromantic, it feels like something clicked into place for you. So that's this sort of, oh, that feels right for me. Um, and yeah, so a lot of things is like when you discover these concepts, things just make sense to you and it feels nicer. Um, so another one is you have trouble telling the difference between romantic and friendly feelings, or you've never had a crush on someone or fallen in love. Um, or you don't know if you have, um, and you have trouble telling the difference between um, types of attraction as well, um, and you doubt whether crushes really exist, um, and there's a lot of variation in here, like, you know, some of the ones on here, it's like you don't relate to the ideas of love or romance at all, um, or like you never want to have any type of relationship that is like that at all, but a lot of them are also like, you know, queer platonic relationships feels right, like, identifying as it feels right, um, and like, some of them is like, you choose which, um, acquaintance or celebrity you're, you have a crush on, which is a similar experience to, um, lesbians, I've heard, and other, um, queer people that don't fit the hetero norm, um, and like, sometimes you forget which <laughs> one you're supposed to, um, for allo-arrows, um, which is allosexual, so not asexual, aromantics, um, friends with benefits relationships might sound like a good thing for you, um, love might not seem exciting to you um, in the romantic way, and you don't understand why people do ridiculous, irrational, or over-the-top things in the name of love, you don't really understand the concept of it, or why people do romantic things in general and like you, you don't really understand why they would do it getting a romantic partner feels like more fulfilling an obligation um or something you're supposed to do rather than something you're enthusiastic about um yeah <laughs> um um you wouldn't mind spending the rest of your life with your best friend um even though you're not romantically in love with them um or you want a best friend much more than you want a romantic relationship. Um, 
And like maybe you're more excited by making a new best friend than by the idea of falling in love. And one of these that um, I think really pertains to a lot of arrow people is um, like the idea of being single forever doesn't really bother you, but like it, the idea of being alone and unwanted because a lot of the time when you grow up, a lot of your friends get partners and stuff and they become more important people in your life. And so if you don't have um, relationships that are really close, say queer platonic relationships, or any other type of relationship, and there are people, the people that are important to you prioritize other people, it can feel really isolating, um, which is really sad and happens to a lot of people in our community because of society's huge pressure on being in romantic relationships, and that those are the most important ones. One of these is that you recognize whether something is romantic or not by comparing it to other gestures, words, um, signals that your culture has taught you are romantic rather than feeling that it's romantic intuitively. And it might feel like you're following a script um, when you're doing romantic things because you, you're, you've seen it somewhere else and you're like, oh, this is what people do. And, and you're, you're doing it because... It's what people do, not because it's what you want, which is something I have experienced a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, society really be messing with people's heads. <laughs> and also, like, maybe feeling uncomfortable when people are romantically attracted to you, even if you're, like, like, I mean, this can apply to anyone, obviously. A lot of these can apply to anyone, but, like, a lot of them combined, as well as feeling like the label is right for you, means you could be aromantic um but yeah there's a huge list of these things and it you know uh maybe if any of those sound like you then maybe you are um and there's nothing wrong with you if you decide you are um one last thing I did want to talk about is um I yeah I sort of relate to aloe arrows in a lot of ways um because, like, even though I am a spec, I've talked about this so much, but, like, <laughs> a lot of memes um, that include arrow people are arrow ace memes. Um, and ace memes are generally about not wanting sex at all, um, which is completely valid. But I don't relate to that. Um, and so arrow arrow memes are just focused on the arrow part. And that, for me, is the most important part of my identity. Because um, it really affects like a lot of things um but also a lot of the time aloe arrows are forgotten about as well um just because there's so much conflation of these identities and uh, there's so much I can deep dive into but like <laughs> there is like a lot of crossover um and it's really unfortunate because it can be really um like isolating for Allo Arrows and a lot of the time the having the sexual attraction there but no romantic attraction is demonized specifically by society because it's like, oh, you're just cold hearted, you don't want anything except for sex. Um and I will go more into that in the Arrows in the Media um episode, which is coming up next. Um we're gonna go into all of the negative portrayals <laughs> um, and some positive portrayals of errors on screen um, and in media in general. So we're going to talk about all of that in next week's episode, so stay tuned for that next week. 
there, there's so much more I could go into, but basically, in summary, too long, didn't listen. I'm Arrow. I really love it. It brings me so much peace and freedom, and it feels so right um, to be able to say that. And I'm proud to be Arrow. <laughs> For this week's Creator Spotlight, I am going to spotlight Arrow Comics on Instagram. So that's Arrow, A-R-O, dash, comics. Um, and she is an Aloe Arrow, um, and she as the name implies, um, does a lot of comics about being Arrow. Um, and they're so, I mean, first of all, beautifully drawn. Um, and they tell such good stories, like there's stuff about Arrowphobia and um, some about talking about the differences between squishes and crushes. Um, and one little series that I, I really adore, it's, it's called What is Love? And it talks about the different ways in which people love um, and how love is for her and the little connections with people. Um, and that sort of exemplified my way of thinking about things. Um, but I didn't realize it at the time because when I first found her, I didn't identify as Arrow, but I went back and read her stuff and I was like, wow, <laughs> this is me. Um, but I highly recommend, um, go check her out on Instagram. That's arrow-comics. Um, she's really cool. Um, she is taking a break at the moment because she's doing some university thesis stuff. But yes. <laughs> but with that said, that is the end of this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed my rambling about being Arrow and loving it and sort of how I figured myself out, but mainly just rambling about how good it feels to have found it out. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was useful. I... I'm mostly just making these for me because I like doing it and I like info dumping about my recent obsessions because, you know, it is what it is. Um, I will keep talking about this as long as I feel like it because I'm the one in control here. Um, so if you don't want to hear about it, that is absolutely fine. Don't. <laughs> um, I have other episodes that are not about this, so go listen to them. But you are a wonderful, amazing person, and thank you for listening to this. I hope you have a wonderful day, afternoon, or evening whenever you are listening to this. And don't forget that you are an amazing, wonderful person who is so deserving of love and amazingness and love in whatever form you choose to engage with, whether that's platonic or alterous or sexual or romantic or familial or all of the other amazing types of love there are. A lot of the time I don't categorize it, it just, in my head, is love. Which, you know, maybe it should have been a tip-off. Um, but it is what it is. <laughs> don't forget to spread your joy, and I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.